Welcome to a Pod of Tea podcast, your go-to place for tea and chats. I'm your host Emma and I'm joined this week once again by one Jack, Anthony Ewins. Hello Jack. Good afternoon. Welcome. Are you ready for a cup of tea? I always am. Ready You're always for a ready. Cup of tea. There's <laughs> never an option where there is a, there's never a no answer to that question. No. Born ready. Yeah. Born ready for tea. So we need to jump straight into it guys this week because we are exploring the worst things that could happen to a cup of tea, the absolute worst things that could happen. So to get our heads around that, we now need to make a cup of tea in what we would envision the best way possible. So Jack, in front of you is a cup with a tea bag in. Yep. I also have an equally large cup with a tea bag in. Mm-hmm. And there's some milk there. Yep. And you are free to do as you wish. Okay. Jack's taken the cup and he's gone straight for the milk. Straight for the milk. Pouring the milk in. Now I, contrary to Jack, I'm going to go straight for this giant pot of hot water. I'm going to pour that in instead. Oh. Yeah. I need the hot water now. You now need the hot water. I'll try not to take all the hot water. I think filling the whole cup up might be an error. So, yeah. over to you. So, Jack is pouring. So now and I make sure, sorry to interrupt, I make sure to pour the, the actual water pour on the bag. Right. So that, that despite I always do. your cup currently swimming... In milk, mm-hmm. you're doing that now. Before I put any, now we're going for like the ultimate cup of tea here. So this is I'm not rushing. So now I need to stir while the tea bag's in there. Mm-hmm. Still sans milk. Yeah, that's what we're doing over here. Over to you. I've some reason just brought in one teaspoon, so we yeah. have to <laughs> take turns. Well, we're married. We can share. We can share things. Contractually obliged to share things. <laughs> there we go. I'm going to let mine brew. Oh, yeah. It's going to let mine sit in there for a couple of minutes. Mm. So we're going ultimate cup of tea. Yeah. Curious to what you're going to do now. What do you mean? Leave it. I'm just going to leave, leave it, it in there. as well, yeah. Swimming and My, my, my ultimate cup of tea yeah. is a cup of tea. Is a, <laughs> any, <laughs> any cup of tea. So I was just making it as quickly as possible. <laughs> any way, shape or form. Yeah, that's normally my tactic is how quick can I make this tea exactly. to get back to what I'm doing. <laughs> due to the sheer volume of tea that I drink in a day. But there we go. So what sparked this is a BBC Good Food article called, I'm going to try and not look at the actual content, by Tony Naylor, The Ten Worst Things That Can Happen to a Cuppa. And um, so I get this magazine, and then after I've pulled out all the tasty vegetarian recipes, I take it into work and donate it to the, to the um, kitchen table. And then someone was reading it and saw this article and they are like, Emma, how have you not taken this article? And I thought that is perfect fodder for a pod of tea podcast right now. So here we go. So once the teas are ready, I think we should go through his list of the the 10 worst things to happen on on a tea. Have you pulled up? Yep. So I did also take to Instagram and to Twitter and asked the masses (laughs) what the worst thing, in their opinion could happen to a cup of tea. Yeah. So some of the things we had. On well, the... I, I responded with the just the classic get it out of the way, the biscuit breaking off halfway yes. through dippage. That is that is sad. Mm. That's just plain sad. You've got everything set up to be an absolutely brilliant cup of tea. You've got your tea, you've got a delicious biscuit, and then half of that biscuit falls into the, the murky depths. I think Ross also Mentioned that. Ross Our friend Lane. Ross, yeah. So definitely losing a biscuit in the murky depths 
Though mm. you do get a tasty biscuit and a tea slurry at the end. Now I hear what he's saying, but no, I could I wouldn't be able to drink that after that point. See, I don't mind the taste when I find that slurry when they that you know that accident happens, but I don't like the lumps. Yeah, it's, it's the, the texture. It's the texture that I'm like, Ugh. yeah. If it was smooth, it probably tastes quite nice. But yeah, that's really really sad. We had some other comments in here that <laughs> I think we addressed this one from Charlotte Harding. Hey, Charlotte, um, is when you leave a tea bag in the bottom. And you take a sip, and then you forget the tea bags in there, and it hits you in the face. Yeah. And I think on a previous episode, I talked about Charlotte. Um, her her brother in law came up with the invention of putting in a filter at the bottom of cups, so that that exact thing wouldn't happen. If you're someone who wants a really strong cup of tea, he invented a cup where there's a filter at the bottom, so you can leave the tea bag into your heart's content and not get the surprise tea bag at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Should be pretty good. I'm now going to pour some milk. So you know, a couple of minutes in. It's yeah. looking pretty brewed. I'm going to pour some milk in. Jack, I've got an error here. I didn't bring anything to put the tea bag in <laughs> after it's done in the uh, cup. Just put it on the spoon. On the spoon. I put quite, I'm going to be honest, I put a fair amount of milk in there. I did indeed. So put the milk in, give it a little stir. You know what I'm going to. Oh! Okay, teapot lid is hot. <laughs> teapot lid is hot. Well, do we warm. want to just put the tea bags in the pot? That's what I was aiming for, but I also burnt my hand. Whilst doing that. Oh, Jack, you, ladies, now this might be because I brought in a singular teaspoon to this occasion. But Jack Ewans has just removed the tea bag using his hands. Yep. Shame on you. <laughs> There's only one, only one spoon. Okay, the tea bag is out. Now, I don't want to do what I normally do, which is attempt to drink the tea before the optimum drinking temperature. That has to be like a scientific number as to what degree a tea should be for you to drink it and enjoy it. I guess some people, they, but they have different... I don't know, I can drink a really hot tea, mm. but I also drink cold tea sometimes. So. You drink, you do! So I'll make Jack a cup of tea in the morning. I often get up before Jack, um, due to Jack often working very, very late, and I work reason, well, regularly early. Um, so I'll get up and I'll make Jack a cup of tea, and that'll be left on the side sometimes for like an hour or so. I just feel bad that the tea's been <laughs> left, so I drink it even though it's cold. Tea guilts. Yeah, tea guilt. Right. Exactly. So what else did people suggest as being bag? Now, Claire Devere, that would be my sister, um, has put some really good ones here. Too much milk, too weak. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, I'll have to mention that one in a sec. So too much milk and too weak. I get what she's saying. However, I can sometimes get a cup of tea and it's gone. Now, this is because my family on a whole enjoy a very strong cup of tea. Mm. So sometimes I can get a cup of tea and I have to sneak it back in the kitchen and put some milk in. Lest I offend anyone. I used to really, really love milky teas when yeah. I was a kid. But not so much now. No, it's more like, of a I can a still drink thing. it, but yeah. I'm like... Yeah. Like, I don't want it to look like milk as opposed to an actual cup of tea, but I don't want it so dark. Um, I know my nephew would used to like tea when he was little. He'd like cups mm. of tea, which was like a little bit of... Like almost an espresso shot of a normal cup of tea followed by lots of warm milk. Yeah. Which is very cute. <laughs> so this last one that um, Claire mentioned here, the worst thing that you could do to a cup of tea is to put a spoon of coffee in the tea which I believe is in reference to my nephew once doing that um, and presenting that to my mum. So have, you, have you ever done that before? No. no I, I have. Have you? On purpose? Yeah, so I put coffee in a mug with milk and then filled it up with hot water, but there was a tea bag in there as well, like uh, a fresh yeah. one. And I mixed it up, 
just to see what it would taste like. Honestly, it is horrendous. <laughs> like, I expected it to taste either just like a bit like, oh, God, I don't like that. Or like, eh, that's drinkable. Yeah. But not actually really disgusting. Like, it, it's horrible. Grim. Grim. See, now, I've been told by someone, um, a man called James told me, that that is something that when he worked when he worked in the army, mm. they would make that on purpose and call it a toffee. Yeah. Which I then quoted and um, confused my sister with quite profusely <laughs> on Instagram, calling it a toffee. Um, yeah, so apparently that's a thing. I don't know. Well, it's if you just like mixed a coffee with a teaspoon and then you forget that you just used that spoon and it's a bit like coffee. Yeah, and then you put it in with the yeah, tea. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's something I'm going to enjoy. Have we reached what optimum tea drinking temperature? Well, I've had a sip of mine already. Have you? Yeah. You, How is it? Delicious. You're talking to me. Oh. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. Tastes like a cup of tea. You look me dead in the eye while you sip that tea. I'm going to sip my tea. Let's have a look. All good. That's a nice cup of tea. Yeah. That's a nice. I'm going to have a re-sip of it's mine. It's a nice cup of tea. Coming down from a cold, so like um, my taste buds and that are a bit shot. Yeah, I'm also. Also coming down from a cold. This has been a very sick household. <laughs> One of the plague. The mm. mark has been upon our door. Put a frog under my armpit. Quick, I'm sick. <laughs> Quick. So, lots of tea has been had. And lamb sips. Three cheers for lamb sips. Lemon lamb sips. Yeah. Blackcurrant. Dastardly? Dastardly. Dastardly blackcurrant. Dastardly. Dastardly. I don't mind the blackcurrant ones. It's just out of the flavours. It's like, I want to go for the lemon. That's the nice one. That's where it's at. Yeah. This is nice. Now, I feel like we should trade teas to confirm we have both been ill. So, (laughs) I'm not putting... Technically, there's also another experiment going on at the same time right now, if we're going to do that. What's this? Well, we want to do that episode. That's the blind taste test. But you're going to know what... I don't know. Are you going to taste the difference? I don't know if we're going to taste the difference. I do, yeah. The blind taste test is in reference, uh, listeners, to the idea of is it bad to put milk in first or not? And we were going to blindfold us and then try it and then see if we can tell the difference. Mm. I don't think you will. But we'll find out now, I guess. Yeah, well, no, because it's not a blind test, so we're biased because I already, I'm, I'm prejudiced against your tea because I've seen how you made it. Okay. So, but it looks the same as my tea, I'm going to be honest. It looks the same, yeah. My tea's better. I can't taste the difference. My tea's better. This is, you can tell, it's milkier. I mean, you may have, okay, so we've reached, (laughs) so this is, this was useful, because when we do the blind taste test, we're going to have to make sure that everything is the same, that we put in the same amount of milk, because you might have just put more milk in yours. May have done. But I think, now let me try my... Cup of tea. Let's have a look. Mmm. That's where it's at, Jackie Owens. You're missing out. I don't tell the difference. I really can't. can't tell. So, did we get any other comments upon... Um, It was the worst thing that can happen. Disaster. I had a... um, I used to put a prank on my sister. Yeah. And it's a classic prank when you're young. Where when they make a cup of tea, I put salt in instead yes. of sugar. That like even though that's not like an accident or something that happens to your tea, it's like you don't want to have a sibling do that. That's an awful yeah. An My awful God, it's thing. funny to do when they take that first sip and they've been waiting for that tea for ages, and they take that sip and they're like met with a bitter taste of salt. 
There's like a flurry of American TV shows that came on when I was younger that involved children pulling pranks on each other that I feel like wasn't something that I had known about prior to watching those TV shows and I think I attempted quite a few of them on my younger sister Alice including putting salt in her lemonade. I've definitely done that before. She put pepper in your shoes, right? She did, but we talked about that. If you go back and listen to the episode Sister Dynamic, this was right at the beginning of of the podcast, you'll hear all about how Alice put pepper in my shoe. I do Thank you, Alice, (laughs) for that. So what's the worst thing I think you can have? So at the moment, I'm plagued at work because, and you know what, I'm going to say this, And if someone I work with hears me, I'm not afraid because I've said it in the office a few times now. I'm very, very upset because they've replaced the regular milk with UHT milk in the office. UHT milk? So that is the super heated pasteurised milk that never, ever goes off that you get. That we bemoaned when we were in Japan, this milk. The ones you get in the little cartons that never, ever go off. And they just don't taste the same. No. They do not taste right. And so it's not the little cartons, but huge litre cartons <laughs> of this milk that is horrible. And I don't know whether they've done it to stop us using the proper milk for our porridge. But it's safe to say I haven't had porridge in months because of this. <laughs> <laughs> or because it doesn't it's go well. summer. Who's eating porridge in the summer? I know. But like I think... They don't enjoy that. I think there's like all this drama about like if the milk goes off, then someone has to go get the milk and all this sort of stuff. So we've just got tons of this UHT stuff, and it's not the same. And I don't enjoy it. And it's making, in fairness, it's making me have a lot more like different types of tea. So I'll have like more green tea and more peppermint tea and chamomile and stuff like that, just because I really dislike it that much. So they've forced lovely choice into, into yeah, <laughs> and that's not tea they've you bought. Have to choose I'm purchasing. Teas. I'm purchasing my own herbal teas mm. to take into work now. I'm I'm upset and I'm outraged. I think the worst thing <laughs> that I think can happen to a tea is when you make one, and then you go to get the milk and you've run out of milk, and then you look down and you're oh. like, I can't. Because if you've ever drunk a tea without any milk in it, especially like a normal tea uh you know not earl grey you can drink without tea and all uh, without milk and all that sort of stuff but like a normal english breakfast tea or whatever mm. like if you drink that without milk it makes your tongue really fuzzy or at least it does yeah, mine. it makes I my agree. mouth feel really weird like under my tongue and stuff i'm like oh this feels like it's like dry almost so i don't like that taste so whenever i get and it gets a skin on it really quickly yeah and it's just like yeah it's like i don't know if that's from our water because our water's got a lot of lime scale in around here i've noticed yeah, or maybe yeah, it might be just the region. But but it's the lack of milk. Like, when you go yeah. to open the fridge and the milk's just not there and you're like, ah. I mean, that is not as bad, though, as a lack of tea. No. That is true yes. drama in this house. Actually, true that drama. might be worse, yeah. Yeah. You open the cupboard and there's no tea bags left. Oh. Especially if you want a specific tea. Mm. Like a normal, a normal yeah. English breakfast Yeah, we need to get tea. some old grey. Anyway, we digress. We digress. I think maybe it's time to take it over to the professional. Yeah, let's go. Let's the hear professional, this. A professional writer of BBC Good Food. How many did we get on the list? Yeah, think? well, there's a top ten. Okay. So, and so we will count the ones that people have sent in to us okay, um, on social media as well. This. Jack's going to keep tallying the phone. Okay, top ten worst things that can happen to a cuppa. I'm not going to read everything. Ha <laughs> Number one. UHT milk. Really? <laughs> I kid you not. UHT milk. Yeah. The cursed staple of every hotel bedroom. 
and also where Emma works. Ultra high temperature treat milk, Casadas, Chateau, over even the brightest of teas. Flavour notes of plastic, stale cream and wet cardboard. You know what, Tony? I hear you. There you go. I hear you, Tony. 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 <laughs> okay, number two, tired water. Tea needs oxygen and nitrogen to breathe, reboiling the same. H2O will lead to it losing its O and a flat, lifeless brew. Draw fresh water. Now, we're I'm guilty of this. I'm terrible at that all the time. I'm always, whatever's left in the kettle, if there's a little bit, if there's enough for a tea in the kettle, yeah. I'll boil it. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, is that not better for the environment because we're not just chucking water away constantly? No, because you're using more electricity. You, kettle oh, takes, yeah. Kettle but but you'd be using that electricity either way. And if anything, it'd use less electricity because the water still in the kettle might actually be warm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, a tricky one. But I, yeah. That's, well, that's made me think now, like if I boil a new kettle and then make a tea... That's a taste test. I'd rather that do. is a taste test. And I'm That's now aware. That's science, man. I like, I've built these teas up that we've got here as being the ultimate tea. But Jack, I did not refresh <laughs> the water. Liar! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't refresh the water. Liar! <laughs> I do say, now I don't swap the water through the day, but I will take, I will tip all the water out if it's been left in from the night before. Yes, no, I. Yeah. No. <laughs> if there's if there's enough for a tea in the kettle, I flick it on. You still? No, I tend to I tend to top it up. Yeah. Like I'll top it up because then, because then when I go back to the kettle, there'll be more than enough in the kettle for another tea, so then I won't have to fill it up for another three or four rounds. That's what I do when you're away. And I'm, working, <laughs> I'm working from home. Excellent. Fill that kettle up in the morning and don't fill it up again until the evening. Until Emma returns. Yeah. I remember. Um, I think your stepdad prefers a full kettle that's just been so every time he gets to the kettle he just mm-hmm. has to flick the switch and it's instantly hot again yeah yeah i remember that being a thing he goes to the kettle and there's and no water there's in there. nothing in there yeah each yeah. to their own okay number three sugar <laughs> sugar i was yeah. gassed i mean neither of us have sugar in our tea right now as george orwell a stalwart i don't know how to say that comrade stort, stort. staunch staunch no let me have a look <laughs> uh so what we do sugar as George Orwell, a uh, stalwart comrade, a stalwart comrade in the struggle <laughs> for a strong brew. I guess stalwart was a. I don't know. Part of Russia. I don't know. Uh, no, it it's, a just, it's a word. It's an adjective. We just can't pronounce it. But they say comrade. Okay. Oh, oh well. Uh, put it in his nineteen forty six essay. A nice cup of tea. Tea is meant to be bitter. Just as beer is meant to be bitter. If you sweeten it, you are no longer tasting the tea, you are merely tasting the sugar. You could make a very simple drink by dissolving sugar in plain hot water. I don't agree with that. I do. You do? Would you never take a sugar in a tea? No, I do drink sugar in tea if if someone's like, oh, I've forgotten. I never really ask for it, but if they're like, oh, I've, uh, I've accidentally put sugar in your tea, it's just habit. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll drink it, I don't mind. But I do under- completely understand what he's saying here because whenever I do drink a tea with sugar in it, all I taste is the sugar. Mm. And I can't taste the tea. And it's like, it's just, yeah. I don't know. I think there is something to be said for a real, like, when you need cheering up, every now and then, if I'm having a tough day at work, I talk about work a lot today, I drink a lot of tea there. Um, if, I, if I'm having a tough day at work and someone notices, a um, couple of them in particular, 
they'll come over and, and bring me a cup of tea that's got a cheeky sugar in it. And it really makes me smile. Because <laughs> it's going to... Of course it does, because it's got sugar it's in it. It's got sugar it's in it. Sugar. And it just, it cheers Spaffy. you up. No. It's not. Yeah, sugar. It's fine. Sugar's terrible. No. Don't put sugar in your tea, folks. No. Oh, this one's going to be in... Damn it. Uh, this one's going to... I don't have sugar. I, like, I don't have sugar in my tea right now, but every now and then. What I like more than sugar, though, is honey in my tea. Honey? Go nuts. Delightful. Same thing. Yeah. I, I had honey and coffee earlier today. Did so you? Oh, that is a nice. A lot of honey and coffee. Did you? Well, you are poorly. It helps. So this will be interesting. Number four, decaffeination. Now, we are a couple of people... No, wait, but does that... As read in, it further. Does that mean the tea gets decaffeinated? Yeah, decaf teas. No, no, no. It says decaffeination. Is it Even like... the slickest, most expensive method of caffeine removal mm-hmm. leads to some flavour deterioration. The more common industrial technique, which uses solvents, including ethyl... I can't say that either. Inevitably strips out flavour compounds, and some argue it leaves a discernible chemical residue. So decaf tea... You know what decaf tea is. Well, yeah, yeah. So it's tea, and they've took the caffeine away. <laughs> yeah, decaf. Yeah, decaf tea. Of course, I get that, but what I, I, I've just never heard it called decaffeination, decaffeination before. I guess that's the... That sounds like it's a process. Like, yeah, you had a tea a process. that was caffeinated in your cup, and then something happened to that tea. Oh, I see And it lost its caffeinated. Sorry, so Jack. That's, that's what I mean. It sounds like that, but if they're just saying decaf tea bags, then yeah. I call BS on that, because... Uh, we had that decaf tea that we're obsessed with now that's really nice. Yeah. Doesn't taste... Like, I've had decaf teas in the past where uh, my one of my best friends, Will, worked. He was an editor for a commercial company. Um, and I went and visited him one day when he was editing and he, we made a tea in the staff kitchen and they had decaf tea bags only. So I was like, oh, okay. So I put one in. I remember drinking that and going, this is disgusting. Yeah. And it just was not nice. We've but gotten a bit more used to a decaf tea now, haven't we? I think we changed brand and they opened yeah. their eyes. I will say, I will agree, there is a taste difference. And I prefer a caffeinated taste, like the taste of a caffeinated tea. Do you? Mm. See, I actually, those decaf we've been finding, like, they're the perfect for me. Yeah, you really like those. But I, li- I like that I don't um, struggle to sleep. <laughs> And yeah. feel less stressed if I haven't drank caffeinated tea the whole day. I've I've done the opposite. Like since we've been drinking those decaf tea tea bags, I've been noticing how tired I get because obviously there's no caffeine and I'm drinking yeah. hot water and it makes you feel feel like really snuggly and like warm because snuggly you, and sleepy. You're drinking hot water and you're like, mm, and then there's no caffeine, so it's like I just get really tired. You know when I'm like doing my late night painting and whatever. Yeah, I'm drinking those decaf tea bags. Nothing. I'm getting more and more tired, as like as you'd expect. But yeah. Back in the past, as when nature I used to dictates. Do that. Exactly. But back in the past, like when I did that with caffeinated tea, I didn't notice. So uh. I'd, just, I'd just go through the night and I'd feel like I'm just normally awake, which in hindsight is a very bad thing. Yeah, it's keeping you awake too much. So, so far, we've only got one off here. Number five, I've, I've just, my eyes just skipped ahead to number six and I'm shocked. And read outraged. Number, read number five. For What's number going five, on? dainty cups. The zippy, earthy restorative should be drunk lustily from mugs. Pint-sized ceramic monsters, ideally. Note: steel, plastic, or cardboard beakers muddy the flavour of any tea. Now we have got. We've got two huge. We've mugs. got the behemoths <laughs> of our cupboard. Again, don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Well, I say behemoth. Behemoth. Yeah. But yeah, these are but huge. Are. These are like as big as your face. They are mm-hmm. mahusive cups. Um, but I do sometimes like a smaller cup. 
Yeah. They're quite handy for this podcast, if I'm honest. If we're trying a tea that we've not tried before, it's nice to have a smaller cup. Yeah. So, there we go. Number six, I have to jump ahead. Bergamot oil. You have to explain more The key part of an Earl Grey. Right. According to the fascinating foodsofengland.co.uk, Earl Grey tea may have started as a con job, an attempt by 19th century merchants to mimic fine Chinese teas by adding bergamot oil to lesser leaves, sometimes passing them off as the real deal. It is a fittingly murky start for a citrusy scented tea that arguably paved the way for hundreds of horrendous blends that smell like the perfume counter at Boots. Tony, we're falling out. Tony, don't know how to feel. No, Earl Grey's great. Let's yeah, move Earl, on. Let's yeah. move on. Let's not let's not linger on that wrong point. That was so so incorrect. Um, Earl Grey all the way. I love you, Earl Grey. I do get kind of what he's saying that there are some uh, different teas where you, you do drink and you're like this does have like a kind of perfumey. I even taste like those though. I like I like a floral tea. Mm. You know, it's just it just depends what you like. Um, number seven, microwave. You cannot ping a satisfying brew into life. Um, nor revive a stewed cold brew in a microwave. It will lack richness, depth, and oomph. Fair. Yeah. Not something I'd do. I've microwaved teas in the past. Have to, you? To reheat them. When I was younger, I was like, oh no, my tea's gone cold. I'd go reheat it and then be like, ah, it's hot again. And it does lose something. In oh, it does. My granddad, so my mum would go to see my granddad at half past three on a Friday. Mm. And he would make her a cup of coffee for half past three. And if we arrived, so that was just, you know, she did the school run and off we'd go. If we arrived past half past three, she, he, she'd have to microwave the cup. That was like... <laughs> my granddad was amazing. He was an incredible, incredible man. But um, isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> it's like this. Would he tell the difference? Huh? Would he be able to tell the difference? Mum would drink. He had his cup. He was oh, his house. he was microwaving it. Sorry. Yeah, no, mum. It was mum arriving late. She had to. If her <laughs> coffee had gone cold, she'd have to microwave it. You wouldn't make her another one. Ah, uh, granddads. Anyway, number eight. Ho ho! Tony, we're friends again. Putting the milk in first. Let's read what he's got to say about that. The sci- I got too excited about that. The science world is split. Okay. The boffins against milk first insist that if you had... The boffins. The boffins, that would be me. That if you add hot water to chilled milk, the tea bag will not reach its optimum brewing temperature. Meanwhile, the milk first camp say adding milk to hot tea causes its proteins to denature, impairing its flavour. Personally, my empirical research concludes that this is poppycock. Moreover, unless you add the milk last... How else can you judge the amount correctly and avoid producing a pale, insipid brew? Wait a second. Give me that bit of paper. Tony, let, I know you're not listening, <laughs> but let me answer this for you. How do you know how much you're putting in? You measure it each time you do it, and then eventually you know the kind of amount you put in if you want to put it in first. Like I just slap a load of milk in. I don't even think about it now. That's your devil may care effort. <laughs> but, but look at my tea. It's not. I haven't put... It's good. Yeah, because I've done it so much. It's not like you chug a whole I'm... pint of milk in there and go, I hope this is enough. I'm not... I mean, I didn't That's start That's a rubbish point. That's a non-point. <laughs> he, 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 this is clickbait. Clickbait. Yeah, because he said putting the milk in first, as that's the point, right? But there's nothing in there that actually proves it. Boom. He said it's split. He did say it's poppycock. Yep, he said it's poppycock. So that's clickbait, that number eight. Well, this just further yeah, it proves fur- that we need to have our taste test. Yeah. 
I and put this matter to rest for the tea community once I, and for all. I just all. want to be on record just saying that like, I have nothing against people putting milk in last. <laughs> I drink that tea. That's lovely. I just can't tell the difference. So to me, it's like this drama from I nothing. I swear there's a difference. It's a mountain I out swear. of a molehill. But I, I was going to say, I feel like if we're going to take this list as a character reference for Tony, our new friend, I feel like he likes a very particular type of cup of tea. Like he's got his perfect brew down and he will not stray. I wish he would tell us about that because yeah. that'd be a little bit more insightful. What what the good one is? Yeah, how would he? Oh, well, this, yeah, because this is the worst. We need to find out the best. Anyway, number number nine. Oh dear, infusions. Do not get bogged down in the semantics of whether or not herbal fruit and floral blends of ginger, hibiscus, cranberries, chamomile, and verbena should be allowed to call themselves teas. These fragrant, caffeine-free monstrosities are established. That clipper ship has sailed. Instead, as standard tea bag sales fall. Oh, because everyone's apparently we're selling less tea bags because everyone's drinking fruit and herbal teas. Do not be bullied. Do not be diverted by the novelty of red bush or valerian root. Be vocal about your belief that tea is derived from the Camellia sinensis. Wow, I need the to learn more plant. about tea. Yeah, that's the I presume Latin. Well, I'm hoping by the end of this podcast, whenever you finally hang, yeah. hang the hat on the and you're done with it you will know oh you'll, yeah you'll be able to pronounce i'm that. getting more and more determined to find everything out about tea um i like this this uh this wait, final this closing argument on this on number nine is tea can be white black or green but it should never be made with blueberries <laughs> i love now i'd say a herbal tea counts as a tea he's basically saying if it's not made from the plant that from the tea plant make, yeah then it's not a tea it's like well like, do I guess in so you know what what constitutes what stops it from being a tea and makes something a stew? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, where's the it's... line? Where's the line in the sand? This man is trying to put a line in the sand. Don't you dare! No one tell Tony about bubble tea for the love of God. For the love God. of God, Tony, stay away. Let stay away. Tea be. Okay, the last point. Are you ready? Yeah. There have there's been no mention of biscuits. I know. I thought there was going to be the biscuit break. being too weak. Yeah, I know. Or leaving the tea. I feel like he couldn't even comprehend the idea of leaving a tea bag. He had room for one more because number eight is nothing. It's a yeah, non-point. A non-point. What was no number eight is valid. No. Number eight, the one that we should all be arguing against, is his hatred of the Earl Grey, which no, I'm that. still flabbergasted by. There's two by. spaces for the biscuit. Yeah. And the uh, too much milk. Yeah, that's right. We can edit your list for you, Tony. Don't worry. Number ten, cold water. Diluting your fresh brew with cold tap water because you cannot wait 98 seconds for it to cool to a drinkable temperature. It's astonishing behaviour, which I will never understand. Wait, wait. okay. I hear the, I hear that, yeah, that, that does ruin a tea. But let me just... Okay, let me just take a... I'm going to take issue, Tony. <laughs> Tony Naylor. Who is are it? you, Tony Naylor? I'm going to take, take issue. The title of this is The 10 Worst Things That Can Happen to a Cupper. If you are ruining it yourself by putting water <laughs> in, that's not something that just happens to your cuppa. That's you deliberately sabotaging your own drink. Yeah, that's someone who should not be allowed to make tea. Because you can't be patient enough. I agree people should be patient with their teas. Fair enough. But that's not something that just happens. So he's got another place there. <laughs> why do you, why, where's this unbridled aminosity coming from, Jack? 
from three of the points not making any sense. <laughs> Disagree with me. And you know, points. Tony might be a really nice guy. Yeah. But you got to attack the ideas from all angles to find the holes, and then we fill him up, and then he'll have a solid. The ultimate when he rewrites list. it. Reach after... out, Tony. We'll 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 help you out here. Exactly. But yeah. When he Thanks for. God. If he is listening, thank you for writing that list because I thoroughly enjoyed going through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. That was good. Yeah. But yeah, no, cold water, that's a terrible, terrible mistake. Think twice, people. Never done it. No. I've, no. I've actually drunk it because I couldn't wait and then I've like and then you burn, my Yeah, mouth. you'd prefer to burn your mouth than to add cold water. No sacrifice, no victory. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we have it. The 10 worst things. So not many of those... So, yeah, polling out to the masses mm-hmm. on uh, social media was very handy, actually, because we've got even more that can be added to this list. Exactly. So I think eventually we're going to have to do the ten best things that could happen to a cup of tea. You, you drink it. Drink? <laughs> there are no ten things. This is one. Drink your tea. All, all ten points of that. Yeah, drink the tea, drink and the tea. number two, drink another tea. <laughs> drink another tea, hopefully. Yeah. If you're lucky to have another tea. Wow. There we go. Well, I think we've kind of covered we've covered the top ten worst things. So thanks everyone for letting us know your ten worst things. So who do we need to say thank you for? Charlotte, Ross. Claire, Ross, me, Jack. Gave a shout did, out. Did anyone on Twitter reach out? Or, I swear you had some extra ones on there. Let me just have a Someone quick little else on peruse. there. Oh, it was Dave Pie. Who Dave put, Pie, who, Dave. Uh, on Twitter, Dave Pie Twitch, or at Dave David Pie Twitch. Twitch put uh, milk first, Rex me. <laughs> so Dave's Dave's on my side. And Hannah, his other half, came back and said, "That makes it worse." But any but any milk first. But then, I'm well. Wait, I can't. My eyes are being funny. That makes it worse. But any milk first. But then I'm well off milk anyway. Ah, oh, okay. Oh, D- yeah. Dave Dave's not really into drinking cow's milk at the moment. No, no. Yeah, but he likes oat milk, which I will check out. There, I really enjoy oat milk. I really liked it. Have you never, tried it? No, no? Tried I'll get it. some. We can try it. It's really nice. Mm. Um, a few of my friends have been drinking more oat milk and dairy alternatives recently. No, it's good. I, I much prefer it to soy milk, I must say. Mm. Much, much prefer it. So, yeah, and the other person we need to thank is Tony Naylor of BBC Good Food. For I'll, providing thank, I'll thank him six out of ten six. times. <laughs> but not the full ten. No. So, yeah, thanks, everyone. We will have a tea to review next. The tea we're drinking today came from a gift set. Um, I'll put it in the description as to what the tea is called. I believe it's something like Hampton Court. I think it's one of those tea gift sets that meant, it, meant to make you feel all fancy. There were some biscuits in there as well, uh, which was a Christmas present of my mum. So, <laughs> cheers, mum. Um, so it was a very nice tea. Perfectly pleasant, standard, classic cup of uh, builder's brew right there. Yeah, so we'll get, we'll get a um, random tea to review um, and we will be back in a fortnight. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye.